This week's episode of the Cross Yes podcast is the first part of my chat with Chesco, a trans feminine non-binary person from my hometown. She offers insight on her transition to becoming who she hopes to become. I also talk about the ban on conversion therapy in Germany and Canada in my Yas of the week, and in Kirsten's Corner, we discuss PDA. This is the 39th episode of the Cross Yas podcast. This episode's a bit of a long one, so... Shall we begin? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross Yes Podcast, which is Elm here, so. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes! Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast, the podcast that says yes to everything related to cross dressing and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, your cross dressing host. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram at Giselle Mirasol. You'll find the podcast online on the new website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. That's www.crossyaspodcast.com. And if you have opinions on what you hear from today's episode and you have something you want to say, like you think your personal story on the podcast is worth sharing, cross-dressing or gender-related, who knows? And keeping things all bottled up is eating you up inside and you're wondering if you can say something to someone. Well, you know the answer. And if you didn't know by now, well, it's a loud freaking yes! Reach out to me. Hit me up. Talk to me, damn it. I'm ready to listen to your story. Email the podcast Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. That's G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast.com. Christmas is upon us, everyone. You guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, as a gift to you all, I've got a couple more episodes to release before the end of the new year, even in such a limited time, but I do hope you guys find the information in those episodes useful. A lot more of you have reached out to me and said how the Cross Yes podcast has helped you, and you know there isn't any better gift I could have really received than the thanks and praise from the lovely Cross Yes listener. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being my friend. Oh, 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 yeah. This week I talk with Chesco, which... I guess we'll become a two-parter just because our talk went a little long, so I had to split it up into two parts. But before we get into my talk with Chesco, I want to quickly mention my Yes! of the week. The beautiful and progressive countries of Canada and Germany this week recently banned conversion therapy in their respective countries. Woo-hoo! Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister, introduced last week's Bill S202, which makes conversion therapy a punishable crime of up to five years. And that means advertising or material benefiting, whether directly or indirectly, from conversion therapy practices. And in the country of Germany, Chancellor Angela Merkel proposed a bill that would ban conversion therapy for minors under 18 years old. Finally, someone who gets it! Wikipedia defines conversion therapy as a pseudoscientific practice of trying to change an individual's sexual orientation from homosexual or bisexual to heterosexual using psychological or spiritual interventions. Now, what kind of interventions are we talking about? Well, for some, they use minimal interventions, which include talk therapy or religious interventions like praying. But if you want to get more extreme, they use measures like medication to help, or even the worst possible, most extreme measure, electroshock therapy, where you're exposed to a noxious stimuli as a form of aversion therapy. So basically think of it like this. Say you're gay and you want to use conversion therapy via electroshock therapy, you're electrocuted like legit connected to electrodes and shock you know and after doing some research online about how electroshock therapy is actually supposed to work these two undercover activists in china who were i think gay 
or just wanted to show how bad conversion therapy is in China, they basically went and they got conversion therapy done via electroshock therapy. And they asked the person conducting the electroshock therapy, what is it supposed to really do? Well, it's supposed to restore the neurological balance of gender and sexual orientation. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's not how this works at all. First of all, I just want to reiterate that being gay, lesbian, trans, or non-binary is not really a choice. I don't know if that's already known, but it needs to be. Like, it really has to be common knowledge at this point. You don't choose to be gay or lesbian or trans or non-binary. It's just who you are. These aren't things you can change. It's ingrained in you. You're, you know, born with it. And because of that, it means it can't be changed. It's not like clothes on your back or nail polish or a haircut that you do. Like, if you're born a certain way, there's no way to change that. You just have it. Like, I don't know, my ability to cross-dress or my wanting to cross-dress, if you will. Like, I fucking love cross-dressing. I don't know, I have urges to cross-dress and, I don't know, it just helps me feel like, I don't know, it helps me express who I am. And I love expressing myself as feminine sometimes. Like, I love putting makeup and I love wearing cute things that are normally associated with women. But I like wearing those kinds of outfits because, I don't know, I like looking cute and it's fun for me. But I also know that I'm heterosexual and there isn't any amount of conversion therapy that would want me to change my heterosexuality to say, I don't know, homosexuality. Trust me, I've tried penises, like, on a man, and for me, it just doesn't work. Hate it! Just like I don't think it would ever work for homosexuals or transgender populations. Like, no amount of conversion therapy is going to change someone's homosexuality to heterosexuality. And if you think it will, I'm telling you, it won't. It's sad, because, like, I looked up in my home country of the USA, I figured... Well, we're smart in America. We must have banned conversion therapy years ago. Well, turns out... (laughs) In fact, only 18 states have banned conversion therapy. 18 fucking states. So much for the United States of America. Only 18 fucking states have laws against conversion therapy for minors. That means there are 32 other states that don't have any mention of conversion therapy laws. Also, if you think... And I I know, I don't know, some of you may think it's a huge win that 18 states have banned conversion therapy, but realize it's only for minors, which is great because, you know, we want to protect our youth from harm and we want to, you know, make sure that they're okay. But also, what the fuck? Like, conversion therapy doesn't work. It should be banned for everyone. Like, yes, it's great to be, again, supporting our minors. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? But... You know, for those over 18 who are considered adults, myself included, well, I don't know, sometimes I act like an adult, but aren't we smart enough to know that conversion therapy is bullshit? Like, what are you even converting? You're not going to change someone's sexual orientation. You know how hard it is for people to change? Like, imagine trying to change something so deep and ingrained and innate within you, like just changing someone's like, I don't know, beliefs of like religion. Like, it's so hard for someone to do that. So all of a sudden you think you're going to change someone's sexual orientation? Like, what the hell? Even if you're a minor or not? Like, how? it just boggles my mind that how does everyone not even know this yet? That you can't change somebody, especially somebody's sexuality. I mean, yes, it's important for us to ban it for minors, but shit, we should just ban it across the board. Conversion therapy doesn't work. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And, I don't know, I did more research, and you want to know, like, how I know conversion therapy doesn't work? And 
because we do our research here on the Cross Yes podcast. There are many, many instances of where conversion therapy just does not work. Recently, this past summer, and the most recent example that I'm going to present here on the Cross the Ass podcast is McCray Game, who came out this past summer as a gay man. But, uh, well, let's hear his story. McCray Game founded Hope for Wholeness, one of the most prominent gay conversion therapy programs in this country. For 20 years now, he told patients that their homosexuality was a sin and that they would go to hell. Now at the age of 51, the married father of two has recently come out as gay. So first off, let's give a big fuck you to this guy. Fuck you. I mean, yes, McCray Game has come out as gay and apologized for what he did and was very sorry for years of just promoting his group of conversion therapy on homosexuals and other people who he thought he can convert. I mean, it's wonderful, and I hope he finds inner peace and solace that he's searching for after coming out, but fuck this father fucker. That's right, I said father fucker. Because, I don't know, he's not fucking anyone's mom. He's probably fucking someone's dad. That's right, I said it. I said it. It had to be said. Somebody got to say it. But, <laughs> look, he knew he was gay early in his life. And he tried to repress the homosexuality so much so that he founded a conversion therapy group. A hate group, if you will. That told him and others to really repress that homosexuality. And they told these people who were homosexuals that homosexuality is wrong and it's a sin and it's a sin against God. And I was reading from some of the stories that he's apologized for. Some gay people approached him, especially, I forget the man's name. They approached Game and his group and they tried their best to so-called cure this man and other gay people's homosexuality. And well, when they couldn't, guess what? Some of these gay men killed themselves because it was people like Game and groups like Hope for Wholeness that said homosexuality is a sin and God would not accept them because of it. See, now that's some bullshit. And maybe I'm being a little harsh here with giving this guy a fuck you, but consider this. This guy ran this Hope for Wholeness group for 20 years before he was really fired uh, because he came out as gay. And not only he repressed his own homosexuality, but he also helped others repress their homosexuality and bisexuality and told them that if they don't repress it, that they need to stop acknowledging that they're gay because if they don't, God won't accept them. I mean, at the very least, McCray game deserves a fuck you, right? For pretending to cure the gay away. Because clearly whatever he was doing for 20 years didn't work because, well, he's still gay, right? And we need to get to this idea of curing people, curing people of their homosexuality, curing people of their bisexuality, curing people of their trans ideologies or these feelings of being trans or non-binary. Like, first off, you can't cure something that isn't a disease. Like, being trans or being lesbian or gay or bisexual, it's not a disease. You're not curing jack shit because it's not a disease. Even cross-dressing, like I'm a cross-dresser and you're not going to cure me because it's not a disease. <laughs> like, I just like to dress up. I like to be feminine. I like to show that side of me. And because you can't accept that, like, that doesn't make it a disease. <laughs> like, you can't just say things you don't like are a disease. And if you give me the bullshit answer of, well... 
don't know, if you want to throw religion in there and say God meant for one man, one woman. Like, well, yeah, but God didn't expect the iPhone and all these other things that we come to know and educate ourselves about. Really, the disease that you can cure is hate and ignorance. You can cure that with education and helping others understand more about one another. And instead of just this whole nonsense of let's cure their homosexuality and cure their bisexuality like no stop that doesn't fucking exist you need to really stop this nonsense it's time to stop okay look if everyone learns to just accept themselves like really embrace who they really are whether you're homosexual or trans or non-binary or just like a cross-dresser like myself what's up guys and learn that it is perfectly normal to be who you are unless of course you're racist homophobic or just a pure hateful fucking asshole please don't be that guy then i don't know this continued hate towards the lgbt community is just gonna fucking continue and we need to stop this according to the cdc suicide is the second leading cause of death amongst 10 to 24 year olds in the u.s and those in the lgbt community are three times more likely to contemplate suicide so perhaps if we as a society learn to accept that people other than just your default heterosexual person exist and we stop trying to change everyone, maybe we can reduce this risk of suicide and people wanting to kill themselves? I mean, really. And also, seriously, only 18 states in the United States have banned conversion therapy in youth? Like, what the fuck, guys? That's not even half the United States. Not even close, bud. My goodness, I think we really just need to do better. Like, as a nation, and fuck it. As a global society. But kudos and props to Canada and Germany for starting with their nationwide bans. My yas of the week goes to Canada and Germany for just going to show that there are wonderful countries out there that will acknowledge that conversion therapy doesn't work. And I hope this sets a precedent that other countries can hopefully follow. And that was the yes! of the week. But this week is the first part of my chat with Chesco in my first ever in-person interview that isn't Kirsten. It went a little long, so again, I'll have to leave the second part in next week's episode. Chesco and I talk about several things from her transition to her family and even what it means for her to be trans non-binary. We talk so long that we start eating in between our talk, so you'll probably hear us eating food. Well, we were hungry, so whatever. But it's another fun chat that if you, the Cross Yas listener, have any questions or feedback, you know how to reach me. Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. Happy listening, everyone, and enjoy the first part of my chat with Chesco. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know, I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Welcome to the Cross Yes podcast, and I have a special guest today. It is Chesco. Hi, Chesco. Hello. Hi. I asked you to be on the podcast because we live in the same city, pretty much in Long Beach. Yeah, we live in we're like I don't know how far away you live, but it's like not less than ten miles. Have to be less than ten miles, but in LA County, ten miles could be like it's still the same county. LA County is so big. Anyways, uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I asked you to be on the podcast because you're a 
Well, let's uh, let's see how you identify yourself. You can introduce yourself first to the podcast. Oh, uh, hello, listeners. Listener. <laughs> 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 Maybe fucking formal and shit. Like, we don't have. Oh, listeners. we don't have listeners. Have one listener. Oh, hello, one listener. Uh, my name is Chesco. I live in Long Beach. I identify as trans, feminine, non-binary. Uh, and that pretty much means it's like I kind of like act like a dude, but like I'm taking feminizing hormones to look like a chick, and like I wear what I want to wear. It's pretty much what it boils down to. Right, right. Yeah. And you've always done that, though? Or when did you first start knowing? Like, did you cross-dress early when you were younger? Or did you... You know, some people, the cross-dressers are like, oh, I put on first pair of, like, pantyhose, and that's oh, what like I knew. The, like, the oh, fuck? the moment. Like, <laughs> I, my, the moment in my mother's heels mirror and shit. <laughs> like, much, and yeah, I yeah. knew then. And then when I saw myself, I knew I was a cross-dresser. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I had that moment, for sure. I think everyone has that moment. But it just, I didn't know what the fuck to call it. It was just like, mm-hmm. I like these fucking heels and these pearls. And I want to keep wearing it, but I know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or at least I was raised to think it was wrong. And then you just hike it. Mm. But I would say like four? Four years four old? Five? Yeah, four or five. I don't know. It's like one of my earliest memories. Mm. Like just being in my mom's like closet and like going through her shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> and picking out the cutest shit and like putting it on. <laughs> Like, what made you try it on? You're like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to try this on. Or was it a, like, curiosity? Or was it, like, an internal, like... You know, people say they have, like, an internal fascination or something that makes them want to put it on sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. I think if I give you an answer, it'd be kind of, like, making it up. Because <laughs> it's been so long since I've done it. Right, right. But, it, like, I thought it looked cute. So, like, I put it on. And it's pretty much... It's, like, as simple as it gets. I thought I looked cute and I wanted to wear it. Did now were you ever caught? Did anyone ever your mom or do you have sisters or family members that are cisgender females or that wear women's clothes, quote unquote? Oh uh, no, no. I just have I have two brothers. Oh. And two younger brothers. I don't think I ever got caught by my mom. I'd have to ask her. And I had to plain out <laughs> ask her, like, hey, like do you catch me wearing like women's underwear when I was a kid? <laughs> and like she what she tells me. But I know my friend caught me one time. Ooh. And, like, in just, like, after high school, like, first year of college, I would, like, try on some dresses. And he would just come over randomly and shit when I was living in Carson. Oh, yeah. And, like, my friends are weird because my house is very, like, an open house where people come in okay. and, like, oh, my friend is here. Fuck it. Like, let's hang out. <laughs> and so like, he came into my room and I was, like, in the middle of, like, dressing. Like, oh, shit. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> How old were you at this point? Uh, 18? Maybe? Oh, shit, 18. 18, 19. Okay. And you said you started, f- or feminizing hormones. What are those hormones, exactly? <laughs> I got a bottle over my hair. Nice. Estradol, two milligrams of, yeah, two milligrams twice a day. So, like, the little blue pills, you put them underneath your mouth. And I already took mine, or I was, like, showed you. But you kind of, mm-hmm. like, put it underneath your mouth, they dissolve, and they're supposed to give you, like, boobs. Oh, nice. And it's supposed to give you, like, a rounder feminine face uh-huh. and, like, change your your sex hormones from running on testosterone to estrogen. Oh. And has it helped you or have you felt any difference or any, I don't know, change from pre-hormones to now being on hormones? I get less angry now. Like, for sure. Like, I get less pissed off at things. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, I feel like testosterone is very much that driving emotion where it's, like, people on testosterone, like, Agro, that's what it's meant for. And like estrogen is like the complete fucking opposite. Mm. Like I don't get like if something like goes wrong, like when my cat used to like throw up or like piss like on the floor and like ruin my like perfectly good like vano fucking <laughs> tiling, like I would get so fucking mad, like kill you. And now it's like 
oh baby like no like don't throw up it's a fucking different reaction to it and it's a mind trip but i i i kind of enjoy that better than i do like like aggroing out each time something bad happens um are you more emotional then too like do you find yourself crying as they say oh yeah, it's easier to cry it's easier and not i don't think I'm, le- I'm more or less emotional what i think what happens is that my emotions manifest through estrogen now and so estrogen is is the crying kind of like hormone and they don't like they don't manifest through testosterone so i don't get like pissed off anymore i don't get like that like I want to break something or like smash something or like I need a walk to cool off. Yeah. It's never I need to cool off. It's like I need to stop drowning. <laughs> so oh, now it's, right, it's become right. that. It's become like that. Like, I need to control myself emotionally instead of like mm. instead of like blowing up. Uh, before hormones, though, did you have to see a therapist prior? Nope. I just I literally went to my doctor. Like, hey. Um, okay, that's the second time. Never mind. Honey, we go back. <laughs> the first time, yeah, I, like I had to make an appointment with like St. John's in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, St. John's. Yeah, so St. John's is like if you want to transition and you're in the LA County or area or outer LA area, you go there, make an appointment, and like they take care of you. Mm-hmm. So I did that, but the fucking waiting time is like forever. Like if I were to make an appointment today, like hey, I want hormones. Like okay, we'll give you your appointment in like three, four months, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. I- I get it. I get why they do that because it's so packed. Like, mm-hmm. they're so packed with people. Mm-hmm. And I think secretly they do that for, like, a waiting period to make sure that you're ready, yeah, ready, ready to do it. it. Yeah, yeah. But when you're really desperate and, like, you kind of want them, like, now, now, it's like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. So I, I attempted to transition in 2015 oh. at first. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did it for, like, three months. But I couldn't, like... I couldn't like deal with the emotions that was happening during those first three months and then I also didn't want to lose my ex because mm. I'd like I, uh, I talked to him and he's like yeah there's a chance that if you transition um, I might not find you like sexually attractive anymore mm. and I'm like fuck well I don't want to transition yeah, now right, right, right. and so I like held that off for like a while for like, a couple years um, but then like in February of this year, I was like, nah, like, fuck that. I need a transition. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to do it for me. Mm-hmm. So then this time around, like, I know St. John, St. John has, like, a long waiting period. But I was like, no, nah, I fucking need it now. And I kind of just went to my doctor, like, hey, I have this old, like, prescription from, like, three years ago when I tried transition <laughs> the first time. Can yeah. you just give me estrogen? Oh. And she was like, yeah, here's some estrogen. Nice. And <laughs> that's it. Now, how long was the waiting period to get your actual hormones? Uh, I got them that same day. Oh shit! Like yeah, I literally went to her and said like, "Hey, can you give me estrogen?" And she's like, "Okay, I sent her a prescription to Target. Go pick it up." I'm like, "Cool." Oh man, which is really nice if you like are desperate and want it, and like kind of like a bad way of going about things too. Because <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, what if like you didn't know? <laughs> what if I didn't know? Yeah. Or if like, I I gotta like change my doctor regardless because she's not really like trans specialized. She's uh. just a doctor that I go to, and mm-hmm. like I just kind of just asked her for estrogen. So mm-hmm. she kind of like she, she's kind of figuring it out as she goes. But I'm like, nah, I need to go to like a legit doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like knows how to fucking like treat trans right. people. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm wondering. Like, would you have benefited from, or do you feel like people who transition would benefit from a therapist prior to receiving hormones? Um, I mean, if you feel like you need it, then you like go for it. I went to a therapist for the first time this month. Mm-hmm. What what kind of therapist? Sorry, it's like uh, just mental health therapist okay just to like kind of like go over like what happened during the summer and like my breakup and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's fine like if you like need it but nah. 
if you know like what you want to do then you don't need a therapist sometimes it's like very gatekeepy it's like Ah, like fuck that! I don't get there first. I I know what I want to do. Yeah. Plus, you're an adult. I'm an adult. <laughs> fuck. I'm not a kid. Yeah. Hey, give me my fucking drugs. Right. So, how old are you, Chesco, for the podcast oh, listener? Um, twenty nine. Twenty nine. But you've known that you wanted to be you wanted to be more feminine, or you didn't identify. You know how that whole also tired trope of well, I didn't like my body, or I didn't want to live in my own body. The gender dysphoria, right? Did you have that growing up? Uh. Did I ever growing up? Sorry, I don't even really think about my past that much. Yeah, sorry. I, we like to dig deep in the history okay. of our... Uh, I mean, history. okay, have you ever seen that anime, like, Rama 1 Half? Yes. Okay, Love so yes. I fucking watched that first yes. anime, and I'm like, I want that. I want what Rama has, like, when you throw a water, bucket of water in Rama, and, like, he yeah. jumps with chicks. Yeah, like, I wanted that. I wanted to fall in that fucking, like, yeah. cursed spring <laughs> and fucking make it so when I take a shower, I could be a fucking chick. Like, I wanted to do that. And so, so okay, I guess I knew since then. Right. <laughs> For those who don't know what Rama one half is, do you want to explain Rama it's, one half anime? It's, okay, it's like an 80s or 90s, like, uh, Japanese cartoon, some anime, uh, about a kung fu apprentice who falls into, like, a cursed wall spring in China. And he turns it to a girl each time, like, cold water is thrown at him. So it's very, like, comedic, uh, kung fu, kind of, like, romance anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, he's not the only one who gets, like, cursed. Like, the whole cast gets cursed, but, like, they turn to, like, animals yeah. or, yeah, right. or a bear, a duck, a cat. But he's the only one that turns to a girl. So, like, I've always, since I saw that kid, it, like, turn to a girl, like, I want to fucking fall on that small screen. Like, I want to be that anime. <laughs> I want to live in that anime. <laughs> Um, I, I I love watching anime growing up too. And there was lots of cross dressing, trans like ideas of oh you're in a woman's body or oh you can wear this clothes. And you know anime characters, female like like Japanese characters are always drawn like oh the male looks so feminine if they just put. There's always them. there's always a, the loot trap in like each yes. anime. I don't know like that's just a thing. Yeah. There's oh there's always it's best trap girl. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what's a trap? I mean, I've talked a little bit about a trap, but do you want to explain, Jessica, what a trap is? A trap? A trap is kind of like a really cute... Okay, it could be it's identifying trans person, or it could be a cross-dresser. It could be just like a really cute like boy who dresses up as a girl, and like I said, that's a trap. Yeah. But like it's like sometimes we like we kid about it, and we're like, oh, like little traps. <laughs> totally. We have just like lots of... And we'll get into this, like kick chat rooms and like whatnot of traps. You can go online and you find girls that, or who are actually like cross-dressing boys. Or yeah, because like, most of them like they're not all trans people. Like, mm-hmm. and, like no, some like sis that they just like fucking looking cute and looking like little cute girls, <laughs> and that's what they do. It's true, and it's cool. As a non-binary trans woman like yourself, are you attracted to similar sexes, gender? Like, what are you sexually attracted to or find attractive? Um. That one's hard, fuck. Yeah. That's that's a, I know. That's a tough, tough question. Yes, the tough question yeah, here on the Cross the Ass podcast. I'm very, like, pan. So, like. Pan as in what? For the, it's easy for me to know, but oh, for the okay. listener who does what's, what's pan? What's like, pan? Yeah. Like, is that cooking utensil? Yeah. Are you fry steak? Yeah, when I talk about that, you're pansexual. Oh, you're, pansexual? You're, okay. You're sexually attracted it's to just, pan. It just means that, like, you're, you can be sexually attracted to anybody in any body type. It's basically what it boils down to. Whether or not you are sexual to anyone or not, I mean, that's up to you. But for me, it's like I have a certain aesthetic that I'm very, like, attracted to. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it could be male, female, or trans. Like, if they fit that aesthetic and that vibe, like, I'm attracted to them. Mm. 
but also I'm very like very demisexual or is it's pretty much like I have to have an emotional connection to someone before mm-hmm. I could find them sexually attractive mm-hmm. and because if that doesn't happen it's like nah just get off yeah it's not, it's not happening mm-hmm. now are you looking like when we've actually met each other on was it kick I think it was kick yeah it was <laughs> kick like you like popped into the one of the chat like, rooms yeah in the so-called chat rooms yeah so yeah cal. shout out so-called chat room so-called <laughs> Now, where do you find like-minded people, like either to gain a connection? Is it on these online chat rooms? Do you meet these people in person? Do you go to events? Um, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for sure, there's like a crowd on Kick, and like, if, and they're they're cool people and cool to like talk to. And then if you want to kind of get into like the whole like trap like scene, mm-hmm. usually where I find non-binary like binary friends is like Instagram or like West Hollywood. Like a lot of like non-binary like West Hollywood events, uh, or even downtown LA events is where I find like friends. Like I found like my friend AP through like West Hollywood trans like just brunch that happened like in the the summer. Like an actual event. Yeah, it was an actual event. It was like at Flaming Saddles in West Hollywood, and it was like during summer, and like they're they're having like um, a trans brunch, trans awareness brunch, something like that. And so my, I, f- I found my friend AP. What's up, AP? <laughs> They'll be listening. Too, yeah, sure. no, for sure. He's going to be listening. What's <laughs> up, dude? Let's hang out. And, like, some other people are just going to clubs. Like, downtown LA, like, queer space, punk shows or drag shows or basura. Like, these, yeah, shows that you've talked about. And yeah. So you can find on, like, you follow them on Instagram, and I think you've talked about them, too. So. Yeah, like, after a while, you just kind of, like, orbit around, like, a queer space queer non-binary trans space and right. that kind of just like find cool people like that like where do they find these clubs you gotta be a cool person to find these clubs not everyone knows these clubs mm-hmm. underground clubs you get invite only nah I don't know you just kind of like you oh the way I find them yeah oh, I gotta tell my secret how oh, I find it. <laughs> you don't have to reveal oh, anything reveal my embarrassing like how I make <laughs> nah you just kind of like follow cool people that you meet and like you kind of like low-key stock them and like mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh they're going to this cool queer event like trans non-binary show music concert and like oh that sounds cool and maybe i want to go there too mm-hmm. and you go that's how you find it. and usually they're promoting other people or you find like the the organizers page or whoever's throwing the event and they usually like throw more than one party sometimes and so you mm-hmm. keep on finding things like that and then mm-hmm. they promote other stuff too so like you follow their stories and like oh cool like they're promoting some other event in downtown LA or in Long Beach or whatever and you kind of like that's what you do you bounce around like people's stories yeah and we've talked about this like LA is such like a cool like hodgepodge of weirdos like cross-dressing like gross people <laughs> like you name it like there's so many oddballs drag like anything like, yeah LA is pretty cool we're the best. <laughs> I, like I, can't, I can't even argue about other cities. Like, I'm sure New York has a scene. No, like for sure. Chicago like Chicago or the, Miami or even San Francisco. But L.A.? L.A. has, like, a weird, like, it's its own little scene going on. It's, like, mostly, like, art people. Mm-hmm. Like, people who want to, like, put on performances or shows or express themselves. And it's very, like, that artist scene. Well, it depends, too, because, like... You, if that's what like the scene you orbit then like that's the only thing you're gonna see but if, like you're not even into that whatever like some like into some mexican band like <laughs> <laughs> like like rancheras like norteñas right, right. and like la is like that but we've I, we also talked about how la maybe in california in general most probably mostly la and san francisco and san diego are they're just accepting of 
lifestyles, be it, you know, trans, like, I'm going to say a trans lifestyle, but like if you're a lesbian, gay, LGBTQ lifestyle, or if you even non-binary or anything, it just seems like LA is the place where you can publicly be that, right? Uh, <laughs> it should be. Right? It should be. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it's like for sure better than other places. <laughs> like what are other places? You know, like people, places that are not LA yeah. or, or West Hollywood or like a lot of like queer like very out cities. Mm-hmm. I guess like San Francisco could be like one of one of those cities. As far as like these events, why do you go to them? Like, do you like to express yourself, and you go to these events to do that, or do you like do that on a normal regular day basis where you're able to be? Um. It depends. Like, I usually go out to like dancing events, so like it's not merely to go express myself. Like, I just I express myself all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. like I go to the liquor store or whatever, and like wearing a cute dress or whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, I usually go to dance. Like, I go to downtown LA to dance. I go to like lobbies to dance, and usually wh- whoever has like the best dancing space and like the best atmosphere, and like I can wear like a cute dress and like dance and like not get harassed or have a good time. Like that's where I'm at. And do you have a favorite type of dress? I always ask my guests, like, oh, what's like, your style? Like, what do you like to wear? Well, like, like, what do you see my style? It's very gothy, yeah. very, like, black, everything. Uh, like, a cult hood, <laughs> uh, secret potions, like, hanging from my belts, and gas masks, and, like, like yeah, <laughs> cyberpunk goggles, and, like, pentagram harnesses around my chest. <laughs> what made you go towards that style? Is it, like, what was your upbringing, like, to make you want to, like... Or be fascinated with or I was raised a Satanist. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, I saw when I looked at you. I'm a Satanist. <laughs> I'll say it out. But also I was raised Catholic and the aesthetic, like very like the devil aesthetic is very cool. If you want to rebel against your like Catholic upbringing, mm-hmm. it's very into like rock a pentagram or like <laughs> for sure. I mean I'm sure there's something in here that I was like, oh or yeah. But I wore my Christian cross last time, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like a little LED one. It's <laughs> the only cross I wear, though, because it's, like, cute. Because it's... Because it, it glows. And, like, glowing things, like, catch my attention. Now, I mean, I've talked about this in a podcast with Kirsten, who follows the Catholic religion. Are you still Catholic, first off? Do you um, still identify as, like, oh, I'm Roman Catholic? Or I'm... Like, I have, like, Roman Catholic upbringings, and, like, you can't... Br- you can't... You can't undo years of Roman Catholic upbringings. Nope. <laughs> so like, as, like, so like, I don't practice it anywhere else. Okay. I, like, I'm not a practicing like Roman Catholic. Right, right. But like, I, but I know it. Though. But you yeah. and like and, and like, go to church. Did you go? To, wait, what church did you go to? Uh, I went to the Holy Family Church in Wilmington. Wilmington. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because there's like one right next to you. Because I used to go to. Oh, the Family Mia. Yeah, yeah, that's where my parents go to. They go. <laughs> there's they a Spanish mass. There's a Spanish. There's a Spanish master, yeah. but like they go to the the Tagalog one too. Yeah, there's a Tagalog yeah. mass. Like Carson is really cool. Carson has like a bunch of like Filipino crowds, like uh, Hispanic. A lot of islanders it's really oh, like yeah. mixed it's super mixed i mean i feel that's the nice thing about la too is we are pretty diversified in terms of like i mean you have mexicans everywhere <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in the u.s but like la has so many different like i mean this is what we love about la and is the food right you can get really good mexican like food all around la but you can also get good Chinese food, good Thai food, good like like we are so spoiled here in LA. And this is yeah, exciting. we got like a bunch of cool foods we could go out. like the taco trucks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like there's taco trucks like down that block and like down <laughs> that like competing taco trucks. Right, but there's that's a nice thing. Like I think the different ideas or different 
cultures that mishmash you know because in thai culture they have the idea of the lady boy with i guess there's not many other cultures that talk about like trans oh no like, there's um in in oaxaca there's the the musha mm-hmm. and the musha is like explain? okay the musha so it, <laughs> it's native to like uh the oaxaca state of mexico and it's i forgot what like region it's, i don't know i was gonna say <laughs> yeah, like no no i don't know yeah, it's like, don't look it up look it up but yeah, it, they have the concept. It's a Zapotec concept of of the third gender. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. So it's very it's musha. That's very kind of like a trans non-binary concept. That's also kind of like expressed in Latin America, or at least in like pre-colonial like tri- <laughs> like tribes. True, true. But there's like a they're kind of like a there's still like musha there who live in Oaxaca and like they they self-identify as like a third gender musha. Like it's like a ah oh, man they're gonna kill me because like <laughs> as a poet like i really like you know hold on i have yeah, the I'm internet gonna up. i'm gonna look it up because like, this is like a good shout out yeah <laughs> like no i really like this poet uh lucas lucia Lu- oh, man. lucas amendaño musha there we go oh yeah it's a musha trans multidisciplinary performer uh and like they do a lot of stuff in oaxaca and in mexico mexico city no i don't know mexico city or not but they're cool. Like, I'm gonna show you. Oh. And so that's very like, it's still going on. Uh, like very non-binary. Like very turn, cool. like a Mexican kind of like version of non-binary. Non-binary. And like yeah. And like I've had a conversation with uh, oh, I, I Instagram, on them, and I said like, hey, like, could I identify as Musha if like if my my parents are from Oaxaca and like, mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like I don't want to say adopted, but kind of like, can I? Yeah, sharing this can culture. I appear in part of this culture and right. it's yeah and what they said is not really because like it's it's more about where you live and like the community and like if there's no concept of the musha like there is no musha mm-hmm. and so like that goes back to how like how powerful language is and like if we don't know the language to say it or if no one else knows the language to say it like it doesn't manifest mm. as much as you want to like identify right, with right. it or not right well that's nice at least there is the idea now that I maybe slowly being reintroduced or the word non-binary in our culture yeah, yeah. or like, kind of like this was like kind of like three spirits three yeah yeah right. but it's kind of the same thing like, like i can't identify as a three spirit because like i'm not within like that tribe sure. it's the same thing i can't identify as mushik because i'm not within like that got it that got tribe. It. but, but if it's, you, you were to in, in at least english and american culture it's non-binary yeah third spirit third gender yeah but see that's the thing where we don't have maybe not necessarily have the nomenclature for it but we do is the transgender right because you're kind of in between but you're not because you're also just separate right um as just non-binary yeah as non-binary or is it just a whole separate like different thing and this is where we always get like in trouble because it's like we always talk about this too of like oh are you <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's it's hard to explain it's okay so it's 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 the concept of the binary and whether you'd want to participate in that binary or not participate in that binary. So it's, you just see it as a, like kind of like a social game. And so the way I see it at least, where like, I know like a trans woman would want to like identify f- fully within society as a like social woman, mm-hmm. right? And wh- however way like she sees herself as that. And more non-binary is like, looking at the role of women concept of women look at the role of men the concept of men and just like choosing to do neither mm. and like kind of like just crafting your own person based on what you want and having no limits based on society what right dictates got it. got it okay yeah I'm, I'm pretty much creating my own oc 
an original character. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah that's nice. what it is. It's non-binary, custom. Kind of, yeah, yeah, custom, yeah, custom <laughs> gender, <laughs> custom gender. Well, and then that's then that's the thing though. You don't have your own category then. Right? Just non-binary. Just non-binary. As much as like atheist is a religion, yeah, it's like right. it's not that atheist is a religion. It's just like it's just atheist. It's just atheist. It's, yeah, 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 it's, it's just you're there. Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily believing in same God. thing. It's like, uh, got it, got it. Have you had to explain this to like? your friends or do you just usually find like like-minded people who are like oh yeah that's me or oh yeah that's me i right. mean i've explained to my friends so that much like i don't know i give up half the time I'm like whatever <laughs> and this and they give up too they're like whatever we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep treating you the same way we've been yeah, treating right? you. And, which is like the ideal like yeah. just like don't like change yeah it's like, right right it's where people yeah start treating you like oh well you're this because you're not that anymore it's like what yeah it's like it's like i'm still me <laughs> like i'm still the same person i'm just like i'm just feminine up my body right and like i might cry a little bit more <laughs> or I might be a little more sensitive to stuff and we talked about this on the podcast of change the idea of like change no one likes change no one likes that you're different than no, no one the likes norm because it's hard it's hard to understand that like why is it something different than when it first was if it's that your parent who recognizes you as a boy or a girl and all of a sudden you want to change that like to them it's like what the fuck it's because it's fucking with their like view of, of reality anything that fucks with your like view of reality like you're gonna go against it right and especially if you're comfortable with that reality mm. yeah and what's your reality now <laughs> what's my reality what's your reality I like mean, um based on what or why don't you tell me how's your perception on life now as well, now that you're on hormones, has it slightly changed because of it, or is it like? Uh, it's. I mean, it's the same. It's like being on hormones doesn't. Okay, there's like this like, not a, I don't know what the fuck it's called it, but there's like a, a concept that like being on hormones would finally kind of like alleviate all this for you and alleviate like uh, make your life better right, and like right. it for sure like makes you happier, mm-hmm. but like getting on hormones is not gonna like fix your problems. Mm-hmm. Like if you have problems in your life, like getting estrogen or testosterone is not gonna like fix them it's just gonna like start changing your body but you gotta fix it yourself mm-hmm. so on like on that regard it doesn't really change my pers- perspective but it alleviates a bunch of pain they used to have or at least it doesn't alleviate pain but it's, it's telling myself hey like you're doing the best you could do right now to achieve this fucking impossible goal which you want to be you would have wanted to been born in a woman's body mm. Yeah, it's pretty much okay. I'm like I'm I'm all, all fronts in that. I'm doing the best I can right there, mm-hmm. and I mean you still get this for you, like mm-hmm. you get this for you all the time. But I mean that's why you also like seek out support and go to like events and go to like social like networks. Right, right, yeah. To, like, like, yeah, and that's why you also yeah. seek out like other kid groups or like other trans people. You kind of just like you bond over like shit you can't change, mm-hmm. and like, it's kind of like try to make each other's reality a little bit that better does the estrogen change on top of the the happiness the like sexual drive has it made you more horny less horny has it caused you any libido changes or estrogen itself doesn't cause you libido changes what causes you libido changes is the testosterone blockers okay oh yeah like my dick doesn't get hard as much (laughs) like like uh, it'll it calms you down if you had like a lot of sex drive well for me because i used to like jerk off like five times a day mm-hmm. almost and like get away with it mm-hmm. and i'll like i won't jerk off within like five days or shit. yeah it's just it's the the urge is not there like i'm not hungry type of thing like i just i don't want to don't need it i don't need up. it yeah okay. but it, it changes like the way you experience 
orgasms and like sexual euphoria is different where on testosterone is really like it's focused on like the tip of your head and your penis and it's more of like a high like spike experience mm. with estrogen it's less about hitting like that peak and more about like long-term like drawn out pleasure so like you're caressing your arms caressing your legs kind of like it becomes like a good massage pretty much oh okay yeah and is that enjoyable or is it like just like eh, it's sex <laughs> eh, it's like sex. masturbating like masturbating yeah, I, mean, you told me, yeah. I like, mean i used to have a problem masturbating like i didn't like it i mean i do it just because like my body said to do it mm-hmm. but then like i'd feel like shit right afterwards like i'd feel mm-hmm. like fuck. but now i've been kind of like starting to own like masturbating and it's dope. Like, masturbating is dope, yo. Have you guys tried masturbating? That shit is... Touch yourself, Touch yourself for me. But yeah, no, it's like having, like, an estrogen orgasm is, is pretty dope. Because now, like, I could use, like, tools. And then not, like, dildos or anything. But, like, it's weird. Like, I could get, like, a little knife. And because it's, like, a whole body experience instead of, like, a single point. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, same thing I told you. Like, caressing your body, like, kind of, like, gets you going. But then... If you use like a tool or like a soft knife or like a cold blade or like whatever it is, right? It becomes like, oh, now this is the new sensation using this tool. Mm. And like that produces like a different like vibe. So you kind of like associate the sexuality or this, the, what's the word? The point of climax with like the tool. Is that it? Not, and not that you associate the point of climax with the tool, but like the tool is, is giving you a different sensation. Oh, got it. Than got like it. what hand does or... It's it. it's more sentry. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole body sentry, and, like, you also got to be aware of the tools you use to, mm. like, pleasure that sentry, mm. and that that changes dynamics. Got it. But that's okay. more, like, BDSM stuff, too. Yeah. Which is, is, I'm into we'll, go, yeah. <laughs> we'll go into that. We'll okay. go into that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like cool. talking about these. Well, because I haven't got to my stuff yet, but okay. I'm very into other people's sexual kinks, mm. just because mm-hmm. I think... People have them, but some oh, people yeah, don't like sure. to talk about them. Yeah, I'm like, you need to talk about nah, that sort of stuff. Just talk about anything. Sure. Yeah, cool, cool. Sure. We got tons of time. We need some fries. Yeah, we're hungry. We didn't even talk about this, but you met your boo on who lives in San Diego. My uh, my person, I guess. Mm-hmm. If she's if she's cool with me calling her that, <laughs> we'll find out if she doesn't do it. <laughs> we'll find out. She'll let me know. She'll let you know. She'll let me know. Yeah, talk about her for a little bit. She seems cool. No, she's cool. Like, I met her uh, through, like, Hamburger Mary's. Okay. She's, she's a friend of, like, the, the SoCal Kick group that we're in. Mm. And so they were just at Mary's and, like, hey, like, come down, like, spamming the chat, the group chat to, like, show up for mm-hmm. once. Y'all don't show up. And you, you, know, you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> show up. Yeah, so she was there. Like, oh, who's that? That's cute. Let me go see what's up. And yeah, like, we kind of just chat for a bit and we hit it off. She also, the Spanglish is real in her. Mm. And she can't deny that. <laughs> Wait, so she's Mexican too? or? Yeah, she was born in, she's like from TJ's. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. You yeah, she's mm-hmm. from TJ. And like, but she also lived in San Diego. Nice. Um, but is she trans or she's uh, non binary? Is she a woman, cisgender? Uh, I'm not sure if she's... I think she's... I don't know. i got to ask her. But I know she's trans, for <laughs> okay. sure. And she's Mexican. Is she your age? 
don't know. No, I know her age. She's like she's twenty seven. Okay. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. Within the within the age range. Yeah. Yeah, within the age range. It's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been wanting to hang out for like with you for a while. Yeah. Like not even just being on the podcast. Just like oh, like like, this person is like it lives in Long Beach and it's in part of the kick group (laughs) and like okay, let me go hang out with them. First met online, we're like. Wait, you're from Long Beach? Wait, you're from Long Beach? Wait, where are you from Long Beach? Wait, like, hold on, you live, what? You live next door? What? I mean, it's just funny to meet other people. Well, again, like, at least L.A. Is everyone in L.A. from L.A.? Those people that you talk to online, or are they, like, transplants from, like, other cities? Because mm. when you say we're from L.A., we're like, we're not really from L.A., you know? We're from Long Beach. We're from, like, okay, we're not from downtown. We're not mm-hmm. from, like, downtown L.A., but there's people who are from, like, the big, like, the general area. Like, mm-hmm. they come from, the, like, what? From Washington, Oregon, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other places. Like, yeah, we're not, like, downtown district LA. We're, yeah. like, we're coastal. We're, yeah. We're, we're Long Beach. We're Long Beach. Like, and Long Beach has, like, a really chill coastal <laughs> yeah, vibe. We're, like, we're not about that fucking, like... Yeah, it's weird. Like, it is fun meeting other people from other cities and other, like, parts of the country. But our vibe is just, like, hey, We got cool. laid back vibe. Oh, like, man. Like, we don't have a really big party vibe. Like, LA, like, has that big party vibe. Very, like, artsy, like, like high performance, higher, like, production. And we have, like, we have the beach. And we have weed. Beach and, we got, and we got Snoop Dogg. Snoop? Yeah. This is the music? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Don't, <laughs> don't apologize for apologizing. That's Filipinos, though. Filipinos are very apologetic. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. It's like, you didn't do anything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Yeah, at I least that's the Filipinos I know. No, my ex was, is Filipino. Oh, yeah? Was yeah. He not apologetic? He is not apologetic. <laughs> okay, he is, Yeah, maybe it's just the Filipinos are rolling. But also, he's a Satanist, too. Mm. <laughs> that changes it. Oh, that, that's why. That's why. I'm having a good time here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always feel like... Okay, talk about like being apologetic. Like I always feel like bad about inconveniencing people. Like, mm-hmm. I... Like, I do not like inconvenience right, like right. if you have something to do or you're planning something or like mm-hmm. like I want you to like hang out with someone who like doesn't have shit to do I'm like okay cool right. you don't have shit to do like right. I cannot disappoint this evening right. <laughs> like if you had shit to do like I, I yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah I hate like hanging out with itinerary people like oh, I gotta like do this and this like, like I'll hang out for yeah, sure yeah. I mean but... if I had shit to do like okay yeah we'll do this. and I know what you mean I hate those people too like like, and not I hate it, but, like, I'd rather set up something like this, for sure, like a podcast, knowing that, like, you don't have work tomorrow, and, like, everything's tomorrow. good, you don't got shit to do tomorrow, it's, like, cool. Okay. Wait, do you have, oh, wait, do you have work tomorrow? <laughs> I got work tomorrow, but, like, work is so chill. Okay. They're, like, oh. Yeah, my work is so chill. Hopefully no one from work hears this, but they probably will. What's up? What's up, staff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh do, you, do you have, like, non-binary or gender non-conforming people in your work? Um... Not that I know of personally or who've disclosed that to me. Pretty sure there are. I mean, I'm there. Pretty right. sure there's other people who are like gender non-conforming. Some of the staff at my work, you know, I'm trans or at least um, transitioning, like medically transitioning, is mm. that whole thing, right? The whole thing between medically transitioning and like socially transitioning. Like, mm. I'm not really socially transitioning. I'm not changing anything about myself socially. It's more about physical. And that's where my dysphoria comes from. It's just physical, and some other people, their dysphoria comes from just social, and they don't need to like medically do anything to their body. They just need to like perform as like masculine or feminine or under certain like uh, gender markers or names, and like that's that's that for them. Mm-hmm. 
I don't care about that. I don't care about social society. Fuck society. I wanted to change my body. Give <laughs> yeah. me my give me my cyberpunk future. Oh my god. Oh, don't want to talk about cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Oh. oh. Oh man. Oh sorry. I don't know. Too, okay. Well, this is kind of how I roll. I kind of like. <laughs> I'm just hungry. Like, no, uh-huh. you go. You 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 uh-huh. eat. Uh-huh. You eat. I'm gonna like. I have trouble eating, eat. especially when I'm I'm going through like a depressive, uh, like depression or like mm-hmm. I don't eat. Like, uh, like, and I go like I've gone a whole day or even like two days of, like without eating. I know that's super bad, oh. but like I've like woken up, done my stuff, gone to bed. I'm like I didn't eat today. I'm, like oh. oh okay, well. Has the depression like? Oh. Does that hurt your like transitioning process too? It, I mean, it pretty sure doesn't help it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure an unhealthy body is not. It's <laughs> not gonna. Yeah, like someone told me, if you don't eat, you're not gonna get fat to grow into your boobs. I'm like, oh, that's, that's right. A that's a good point. God damn it. That's actually like a certain like actually when you have like butt in, like surgery and not butt surgery. <laughs> when you get when you get your butt done or your tits done, that like they like they like say like oh like gain weight gain uh, weight so then could they use that same fat and like put it in your own body up. yeah i don't know if i want like what? a butt surgery or not mm. i know i want like booby surgery oh yeah like for sure mm. but now i don't know about butt surgery how old are your brother he's 25 oh okay Not the yeah and do they know about you wanting to transition you've been open to your family members about it mm. everyone knows like I just told my parents like this summer. Oh shit. Yeah. How'd that go? I told my dad first. Mm-hmm. Because when I came out as gay, uh, like whenever I came out as gay to them, I had told my mother and that shit blew up in my face. Oh, and shit. I was like, yeah, and like she like she didn't disown me but she kinda like she had me like on radio silence for like a good half half year to year. Oh what? Like radio silence. Whereas oh, like- it's pretty much like she doesn't kind of like acknowledge you or doesn't see you or kind of just like mm. yeah it's like she ghosts you but you're, you're living in the same place mm. is that a hispanic thing <laughs> or is that like a stamam thing i don't know because i thought my family members from her side were gonna act the same when they when i told them no they're my fucking like greatest allies like <laughs> Like, my uncle's cool, he knows, and, like, my aunt. But, like, they're around the same age. They're kind of, like, in their 30s, 32, 35. But then also my grandma came over for, like, a month, like, a few weeks ago. And, like, I told her, like, hey, like, she's like, oh, like, your face looks a little bit different. And, like, like, yeah, it's probably probably because, like, the feminizing hormones I'm taking. (laughs) (laughs) What did she say? And she's like, like, is that what you want to do? Like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Like, oh, okay, cool. But, like, she took it very well. Dang. She even, like, she's like, oh, like, so what do you want me, like, to call you now? Like, do you want me to call you Francesca? And I'm like, huh, like, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. grandma. Yeah, like, okay, cool. Okay, grandma. But I never really thought about, like, changing my name legally. Mm-hmm. Or even changing my name socially. Because I don't go by Francesco. Like, I've never fucking used that. Like, yeah, so that's your real name, right? That's, like, that's, like, that's my government name, is yeah. Francesco. But what do you go by as when you're, uh, when, well, I'm when re- you're not when Francesco? I'm, okay, it's weird, because I go by a lot of names. Mm-hmm. When it's friends, it's just Chesco, because it's shorter for Francesco, and, and I've never liked the way that sounds, Francesco. Yeah. That's Italian. It sounds weird. Like, it just, <laughs> no, I just, I've never felt comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Be it just a weirder sounding name, or the boy name, I don't know, whatever. But Chesco sounds like a neutral name. Like, it's neutral well, enough. Yeah. I don't know. Well, 
it sounds neutral. It doesn't sound super feminine, but it definitely doesn't sound like masculine, like super yeah, masculine, like it, a Todd or a Roger or something. You know, like where it's yeah. Uh, so I usually go by Chesco for like people who can speak English or like. Because then like, I also hang out with a lot of Spanish speakers. Oh, yeah. And, okay. like, and like the trans, uh, the Bienestar trans group in Long Beach. Oh, like, cool. they're like yeah. nothing but like fucking Spanish speakers. Oh, nice. And so I went like last week and like I've never fucking occurred to like give out a Spanish name. It's like, oh, what's your name? We're like, oh, Chesco. And like, they like, Chesco, like the drink? Like, yeah. The soda drink? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. like the soda drink. Like, fuck, I, I've forgotten that fucking yeah. Chesco means like soda in yeah, fucking soda, Spanish. Yeah. Like, shit, I don't want to fucking, like, yeah, I don't want to soda. And then, but I do not want to go ask Francesco or whatever. And so, no, that no fuck good. that. Yeah. So, like, fuck it. I don't know. And they're like, oh, just like Francesca. I'm like, you know what? Like, Francesca I sounds dope. Yeah. So, like, they said it and then my grandma said it. So, like, maybe, maybe it's fuck it. Yeah, that's Francesca. Fuck it. Go it. Francesca. Yeah. Like, I kind of like Francesca. Yeah. So maybe that would be my new government name, Francesca. Francesca. Oh. But like weird, but I still kind of like going as Chesco for like people. I don't know. It's weird. Well, I, you talked about you wanted to, you like maintaining the letter M on your. Oh, my license? License. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. So it, it, Chesco would make sense. It's like, oh, it's a Chesco. But it's also if you're like wearing like. It's like the most, like, it's know? like very non-binary to do this it's like my government name would be like francesca which is very like it's a feminine like it's the feminine like version of chesco because it's very gendered for latin and spanish but then like i just go as chesco with my friends which is very like a not like gender neutral type of like and then and then i go as robin as a kid group yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, who are you yeah yeah and then i go as robin as, i don't know like it's like but i see that more as like like 1990s like alias like online names that yeah. Aaron makes yeah, themselves yeah, yeah right because <laughs> they're not really true to what you are unless some people actually do use their name but it's also like eh. some people do actually yeah. use their name like angel uses her name that's her actual name or that's her name online. And like and then i go we got her like right. gina got her name but they call me chesco they don't call me robin now in terms of just not like your name but you still use your regular voice do you prefer to like have it like feminine or whatever or like i'm too lazy for that shit yeah (laughs) i'm too lazy for that shit yeah Yeah. i would want to do it just to like use my voice as a musical instrument you know like just to gain a skill Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't like or maybe i would i don't know but i'm just too lazy to do it i'm too lazy to like do the whole training voice training but like so does the outer appearance be it voice or you know look or the physical attributes like a like breasts or stuff does that in your eyes does that make you more feminine or does that put you to a body that i guess you ideally want like getting breasts breast or your voice being like does that all contribute to you to making you more feminine because you don't you know you don't it's you're too lazy for it but does that make you less feminine in your eyes like that um... way or does not having boobs make you less feminine or you know having a penis that <laughs> when even when though you're masturbating it doesn't work but it, it it's weird to answer that question because i just operate very non-binary oh, okay. it's just yeah. like it i've like i've detached what feminine is and what masculine mm-hmm. is and i'm just have it more as like will boobs make me feel happy yes it will make me feel happy and like mm-hmm. i don't give a shit if it's like feminine or masculine got it like my beard like my beard like fuck, I hate my beard like, <laughs> like, like, i just fucking hate it uh, but it's weird. I hate it, but like I like the ability to have it. 
True. Especially being non-binary. Cause yeah. Because then I could... Because I could, I could throw off a different look. I'd be like, I have like some tomboy fucking look and beard and shit. And like, I just shave it off and be like a little bit more femme. I guess that's where I would categorize more femme. It's just having like beards or no beard. But, it's fluid, I guess. It's more, yeah. But I know you talk about boobs though. So having boobs, you've just wanted them because you like boobs? Or is it like the idea of femininity or non-binariness? I guess it doesn't really matter in terms of like gender or sex. Mm. To you, because you're actually you want boobs. Right? I want boobs. Yeah. yeah, I want boobs. But does that make? You... I'm getting boobs. I have little boobs. Oh, I have nice. small boobs. Oh, oh eight cups. <laughs> eight cup boobs. Um, what is the fascination with the boobs in terms of, or you just want? Them? I just want boobs. Mm. I just want boobs. Yeah, they look great with bras, right? Like bras, to me, at least the idea of femininity is there. But that's my goal. My goal is the ideal crossdresser is someone that. And when I talk about like, I talk about like a great crossdresser. It's the paradox. Is it noticed in public because they almost pass as a woman? Oh yeah, uh, uh, fishy. Yeah, yeah, fish, yeah, right? fish. yeah. Oh, fish, because they're like that's definitely a woman or something, right? Uh huh. But for you, it's just you just want boobs. You just want to be feminine, or I, you just want to be. I, I used to want to do that. I used to. That was yeah. That was like me, like two thousand nine. But like me, 2019 is like I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, go fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fucking like. I'm just like I'm. I know how I am, and I just I want some boobs, and mm-hmm. I want to like fem up my face a little bit more, and like uh, get rid of my beard, and I don't really care if like, I like I traditionally pass or not. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, mean, I don't that, care about passing. That, like, that's it is. What like I, I don't give a shit about passing. I was gonna get the, the idea I, of passing. Is what's the idea of passing to you? If you want to explain it to people who aren't familiar with the word uh, passing. Right. Passing is just your ability to go undistinguished as like if you're gonna if you wanna present male then like you'll be undistinguished as like anything but male. If you wanna go as female, you'll be indistinguishable from any other female. And if no one could tell, then you're passable. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And for you you don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like I don't give a shit. I like I fucking like I rock beards and fucking cute dresses and go to West Hollywood and just fucking have like mimosas. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I know do, people do give a fuck yeah. though. Like people mm-hmm. do want to fucking pass. And it's like, I respect people who want to play that game. I respect everyone who wants to try to pass. But like, yeah, I don't need it. Because I, I guess it, one would think that's why you're on hormones, right? It's because you do want the. There is passing ability with boobs and there's yeah. passing ability with like, I don't know, less, <laughs> less like endowed if your dick isn't that hard you know like there's less it, okay, yeah there's I, I you know what i'm trying to say i know you're trying like, to it's say just like it's it would be weird if it's like for someone to say i don't care about passing but yet i do want to transition or i do want to take these men you're I obviously think, doing it not to pass but it does help you know kind of i don't know i'm not trying yeah i like i, I get what you're like why would you want to if not right it's less about that it's less about wanting to pass, and it's more about like how can I just alleviate this pain. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. Like, I and just... it's the pain of is the dysmorphia. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the dysmorphia. It's the pain of, like fuck. I really wanted to be like born a woman. And I don't know. It's it's. I guess it's hard for me to explain. But can you explain what the what exactly that pain? If you can, I guess if you you know like feels like of gender dysmorphia. If you could, I don't know. Because everybody experiences it differently. Yeah. But for you, what is that gender or body dysmorphia or whatnot? I mean, it's enough to make you want to transition, but what is it? I don't know. 
Like, what do they feel like to have yeah. it? It's... I don't know. It's a fucking hard question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard question. It, it, I mean, it, it's kind of tough, but like, like what? It, it hurts so much that you needed to transition, or you needed to be on medicine. Is that? It's like it hurts enough that people kill themselves. Hmm. I'm just, I'm just trying not to kill myself. Hmm. Like, I don't know. That's kind of like a weird dark answer, but it's the only thing you can no, think I mean, of. Some questions have dark answers. Yeah. And like, it's not that I don't want to pass, but it's like, I'm very self-aware. Like, I'm like, I'm 29. Like, my body is like, it's, it's really, you, after a certain point, you can't like, like, things become fixed. And like, you could throw as much estrogen as you want as if things become fixed and they couldn't do so much, you know? If I would have transitioned when I was like 16 or preteen, it's like, fuck, I would have, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Kim Petras. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't transition. When I was a kid. I transitioned now. So like, I work cool as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying it just would have been easier. But when when people throw that hypothetical, but I'm like, what if the other issues could have transpired when you were younger? That you never knew. Like, there's other stuff that like, oh, that could have happened. So you know, you live your life now. And yeah, you live point. your life now, and you you do things when you when you can. And you do them at your own pace, and there's a reason that I couldn't do it earlier. You know, it's it, there's there's reasons why people transition at the age that they transition, mm-hmm. and just people some people know it, and some people don't. I agree. Yeah, yeah. we I like to celebrate gender and cross dressing. Yeah, all the above. Yeah, because it encompasses a lot. It does. Um, where some people like, and there's not a lot of good podcasts out there that talk about gender or cross-dressing. Not a lot about cross-dressing. I talked about that because the only one I heard about was the fucking religion one about like... Is it a religion yeah, one? It's a, no, it's a religious like podcast that talked about cross-dressing. Okay. Because a, a, like a question was proposed to the uh, podcast like, hey, uh, my husband cross-dresses. Like, how does the Catholic Church feel about it? And then he brought up some Bible verse about like, mm. God doesn't like what men wear or something if it's not deemed societally acceptable at the moment it's like and he's like see so if you're and she's like if your husband doesn't if your husband wears a dress or something and in like in current days it's still seen as wrong against god i was like what yeah the fuck i don't know it, it's <laughs> i mean that's why i'm not like a practicing catholic anymore yeah. <laughs> It's just like that. But I mean, like, I don't think I've ever asked you, but like, because you don't identify the trans person, right? You like yourself? I hetero. Well, or like, what I mean, you, how do exper- you identify? I've experimented with men and transgendered women, and. But that's more um, sexual, though. That's more sexual that's identity. True. Yeah. That's true, too. Um, at least from a sexual, I am heterosexual, but I would say I am merely just. Uh, I, sometimes I want to say gender fluid because I like dressing up, but uh-huh. I feel like. To be gender fluid, it has to. Maybe there's like a time, cause like you're pretty much gender fluid all the time, right? I don't know. Uh, if that's the case, then I would say gender fluid. Otherwise, I'm just like, I just like, I'm a heterosexual. I identify as also also identifying and just saying like just saying the word. Right, that's it. Right. Like you, I mean, it's it's a yeah. such a nuanced thing as you as you, you say. Oh yeah, either heterosexual or because yeah. it's always like gray. There's like a gray scale for gender. I'm pretty sure there is. Like there, if not, there has to be one. Yeah, and like, man, it's hard to say that. Like, hitting them hard questions. No, it's hitting them hard questions. Because the crossdresser, if that's solely what they do, or like, then they're then by definition they have to be. Well, they don't have to be, but gender fluid has to be something up 
because they like to dress up. But then some people just like the feel of clothes. Uh, it's okay. So what I understand is there's a kind of there's, there's a lot of fucking aspects. There's yeah. the the kink side of it, right? And like for sure, like I, I've like I've explored that. It's like it just gives you set of, like sexual gratification mm-hmm. to like dress mm-hmm. up and like lingerie and shit like that. There's also like that that sexuality part. But then after a while, like you just start dressing up and you don't you, you do it not because like it turns you on, but just because it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that's I think that's the that's the moment. Like it, it becomes more than just like a kink thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I just feel I just find myself dressing up just because I want to to get dress. your yeah sexual kinks out of the way. No, like just even like no, I'm not like oh, it becomes it. yeah it becomes like oh I started dressing up but I'm not having my sexual kinks but I want to dress up today. Yeah, yeah. And you do that more often. Yeah. And it's like you develop a this is just a morning clothes moment versus like I'm not horny moment. Mm-hmm. But then I think that's like the that's the transition into like realizing is like okay this is like cross dressing is more than just a kink it's like right. more of like an identity or like an expression. Right. Then like a sexual. Then kink. yes, whatever that is called, non-binary is that gender fluid? Is that what would you classify that as? What, I would class it? it okay. I, if it's just that, I usually just call it like gender non-conforming. Okay, yeah. Okay. Because it's not like it's not like it's not like you want to disassociate from from identifying as a man. Mm. It's just like I want to look cute in a dress. Mm. Okay. And as you're just not not conforming to like. So the gender norms of our of our times, right? Yeah, cause like, what's a dress but like fucking a robe, and what's a robe but fucking like shit the Greeks used to wear, the shit True. like Jesus is wearing, yeah. like Jesus is wearing rocking a cute dress, right? Right. You yeah, know, and yeah. like that hair, yeah. Oh, yeah. girl, that hair, <laughs> yeah. shit. That's a good point. You just that's like gender nonconforming is probably true of every cross dresser because mm-hmm. they aren't conforming to whatever. The style is at the time, yeah. so that makes them gender neutral too, in a sense. But they're just also like whatever; they don't care about a thing. But I guess if there is more to that, then it becomes something like, oh, they're gender non-binary. Is that the step up from gender non-conforming? Um, and not okay. So it's not that there's steps or anything, yeah. but I guess it's like there's a different a different la- a layer of being aware. So okay, so you go from like the sexual state, not the stages, but you just <laughs> from realizing it's more than se- it's being sexual, right? Mm-hmm. If you realize more than being sexual, you just enjoy wearing clothes, you're being non-conforming, and then but you're still kind of like identifying as a male, right? Mm-hmm. Non-binary is it's okay. It's easier just to explain like trans. So like. Yeah, explain trans. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Explain trans. Yeah, explain trans. <laughs> explain trans. Do it, Chesco. Do it. Do it. Right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so, like, if you, like, if you... Because at a certain point, like, okay, like, I'm liking dressing up, like, as a woman, and you... You, like, you want to... You want more of that aesthetic. You want more of that, like, that facial aesthetic. And you want more of that, that body aesthetic. And so, like, it's just, like, bringing up your cross-dressing game to, like, the next level mm-hmm. permanently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And you just go from saying, like, I just kind of want to be in this state permanently. I don't want to, like, Ooh. I don't want to, like, put away my clothes and, like, going back to, like, being my dude self. You know, I just want to do this full time. And then that's when it becomes, okay, well, then, yeah, am I going to manage transition or am I going to, like, keep... Or am I gonna make this just like a private thing, or I want to make this into a social thing? And so that, then it becomes that it becomes like okay, well I'm just presenting myself in this feminine aesthetic, socially, but I may not like 
need to do it medically, right? Mm. And so then it becomes, okay, well, do I want to do it medically? Do I, do I feel like I need to do this medically? Do I want surgery? Like, do I want, like, breast jobs? Do I want a bottom surgery? Do I want to keep my penis? Do I not want to keep my penis? Like, I don't think it's a problem for me personally. I don't need to get rid of it. But I do want to change my face a bit, get some female facial yeah, surgery. Like, yeah, right. maybe, yeah facial maybe, maybe get my brows done. And then just, it becomes that at like of the physical level right that's the physical aspect of it but then and socially it goes okay well then do i prefer that people call me like giselle i don't know like is that do i want to be called that all the time do i want to be called Chesco all the time do i want to be called francesca like as my official government name all the time and then you go okay well then do i want to like change my my markers as to female do i want to keep them as non-binary what do i want to do and it's it's pretty much that. And if you follow, if you see yourself like you know what I'm gonna like you're following, you're trying your best to be to like live socially as cis cisgender, either man or woman, then like it's probably not non-binary. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. But also like I'm just me, and I yeah. can't I can't I I can't define I can't define it for like everyone. I mean that was a pretty like pretty good definitions all those all around because <laughs> i mean i get so many people and even myself you're right that that's that such a good point the when it switches to sexual kink sexual kink sexual kink oh shit i actually like doing this mm-hmm. not permanently but way more than just making it the sexual kink i've i've jerked off and haven't taken off my clothes this like this femme clothes yet and i kind of want to stay in this femme clothes for a bit you know it's like it's it, <laughs> that it becomes that and it becomes like oh wait i didn't jerk off in these clothes today like i just kind of wore them for like to wear them and they're like you know what? i want to go outside in this dress today and you know what? i'm gonna go outside in a dress all the time and you know what? i don't want to wear anything besides dresses mm. You're right. I mean, and it's it is very hard because you probably went through this too of understanding like, well, did it start off with jerking off with you? No, you it started with you. Just like I like dressing up. Yeah, and it's right. it's weird because like, it started as I like dressing up, but then that was also me like pre puberty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And there was a thing that like, okay, you don't you don't dress up like around people. It was another thing you don't do around people like you jerk off. Yeah, so like you yeah. eventually like right. I don't know. You have when you have time to like jerk off, you jerk off. When you have time to dress up, you dress up. Why not do it at the same time? Right, right. And but it is hard prepubescent too, because then all the hormones come out. Of, oh like, yeah. Shit, I want to fuck or shit, I want to have sex with something. But I like dressing up, and so people conflate the two of like. Oh yeah. Like, oh fuck! I love this these pantyhose. Oh, let me just jerk off in it real quick, and then once that changes to like, you know, you know what. I just like wearing this. Yeah, <laughs> like I just like wearing this. Like I, I, I could just jerk off anytime I want. Yeah, like, like I, I want to wear this now. Yeah, because oh, like okay, maybe it's not just a kink it, that I have. Well, the other thing because there is, are kinks. Like there are people who just have it as a kink. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just kink. It's just, it's all it is. Or just like, oh, it's just something I do when I have like when I have time to do it. And, but if they don't go full time or or they don't, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the question. Like, when does it become like an idea? Because I met, or I talked to a crossdresser who talked to another crossdresser that said, "I want to take hormones because I just want to present as a woman better." Mm-hmm. 
but the but they but they asked him was like so do you want to transition it's like i just want to do it to pass better yeah but they don't want to do it to change their well i mean it's gonna change their identity but you know change that like, they don't want to socially transition right oh that's yeah, yeah the, the social transition they want to just want to medically transition you want to like change the physical just the physical aspect. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and for it's hard because there's always the idea of like as a crossdresser growing up it, after puberty hits after you're, you know after we're done mm-hmm. jerking off and having the sex or whatever it becomes like shit what do i do what do i do now <laughs> like do i continue the physical transformation part of it do i switch to the social transition part of it like do i start a whole like you know i have to tell everybody i have to tell you know run with different groups or something you know that sort of uh you for sure find yourself running with different groups you find yourself running with like the groups that like are doing the same thing you're doing but like i don't think there's like a need to like come out or whatever like it's very like it's very your journey and if your journey says like i'm good with this or like then i'm just good with this and my journey says like i feel like i want to do something extra or like go that next step or like do x thing then you follow that and you you like you tend to like orb around the same people who are also in the same journey as you are mm-hmm. yeah because like a lot of people just like to dress up like what's drag but like dressing up and performing, performing. yeah and then yeah it's just like it's just a lot of questions don't perform it's just drag <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just drag no performance right yeah and like there's nothing wrong with that but like you don't and not all drag queens are like oh yeah well maybe they do they do out this to the drag queens <laughs> they get like the the fucking clout but yeah <laughs> but well, that's the other thing like is it yeah, i guess it's their body but does it seem i in my head and maybe to some other people who are listening kind of insane just to change the physical part of you but still maintain like male like ideas but you like it's like they want this permanent drag state, if that makes sense, right? Like, that's what it sounded like for me from that other cross dress. Yeah, it seemed like they just wanted to take it so they could pass better in order to like look. Yeah, but that yeah, I guess you'll do that anyway. Some people do that. I with, mean, like, what's what's or... what's getting a tattoo but wanting right. a pretty thing on your body? Right. What's getting a piercing but like changing your body to like, you know, like we don't like question people who want to like get body modifications from like i mean like i i mean i mean yeah if you view boobs as like kind of like a body modification i'd be like in that same regard it's like it's your body and you you have the right to like do with it what you want it just seems i guess it, it, it to some people they, to say like i guess at the time when they told us like this crossdresser is only doing it to crossdress better but maybe it's more of they're doing it because they want to transition medically yeah medically or they want to do more with it they just probably need to seek therapy or seek a therapist or a specialist that can let them know because the psychological aspect of transitioning is you tell me about that you're doing it now so what is that the psychological aspect of it i mean it's not i mean i'm not socially transitioning so it's like but then again it's it goes back to like I view it more as body modifying than I do like I don't know I mean it, I'm more struggling with like the emotional chemical like stuff with like estrogen and like how I 
handle emotions and situations than I am like like psychologically like yeah I don't know that's... I'm asking theoreticals and throwing out yeah like, no I like questions out here that may or may not relate but it's also something that I don't know like no I you throw it yeah throw out the questions for sure mm-hmm. like I'm trying to like uh, I'm trying to like I guess explain my non-binary because that's that's yeah. whole, that's being non-binary yeah, exactly. that's yeah. a very and non-binary only, thing and that's like you know. that's talk and it's very much like you're asking like why don't i want to become a woman but i want to be my body be what's female. the idea yeah like, you know to some people who are out there who probably struggle with the exact same feelings you feel like yeah. man why do i want to why do i want to feel like this because i've talked to at least 15 people who talk to me on facebook or instagram yeah. that want to kill themselves like oh yeah that's that's the thing it's yeah i mean it makes sense because where they're from they're not from la they can't go outside and like wear a dress or wear like anything that's not specific to their sex or you know men yeah women's clothing yeah it it just really boils down to like try to do the things that make you happy that's it and if like dressing up sometimes make you happy then do it if like like wearing a dress outside makes you happy then do it if you think you could be safe with it right you know safety is if safety is for sure like but even if you're not safe like <laughs> if you if you have the balls enough to do it and it makes you happy then do it Agreed. like I totally agree. Yeah. like you know and if you think like medically transitioning but not wanting to socially transition it makes you happy like if you're cool with who you are, you just you just want cool, nice set of ra- like tits, <laughs> and you want your face to look cute, and you want some butt cheeks, then like do it. Fuck. And now it's time for Kirsten's corner. <laughs> In this week's episode of Kirsten's corner. Kirsten's corner. You done? No. No, my okay. voice is my voice is going out. All right, let's talk PDA. We did this already. Did we do PDA? Oh, do we? No, we didn't do PDA yet. Oh. No, we did PDA. Uh, let's talk about PDA. Maybe we did PDFs. I'm just kidding. Okay. Public displays. Of- what is PDA, babe? Public displays of affection. Um. On. <laughs> what? Affection. Public displays of affection. What is PDA to you? Like, what is considered the right amount of PDA? Um, well, what is, I don't know, what do you think about PDA in general? I don't, I think it's I, like, it's not the best. What do you mean? I don't know, I just feel like, okay, there's like, I think hand-holding is okay. Mm-hmm. I think like a, like a, a kiss, like on the cheek or even like the lips if it's quick is fine but i really do not need to see people like okay so like <laughs> i don't need to see people macking like i do not need that in my life okay or like lap sitting i don't need unless it's like for space you know <laughs> oh, yeah. and then also like you know like when you see those couples at the mall especially like high school couples like they're like walking but the guys in back and like they're like holding the girl from behind like y'all are walking like you don't need to do that like we get it you guys are together you know like we don't need like the uh you know what i mean you know what i'm saying kind of it's just like because when i kiss you and sometimes i kiss you too much or oh. too hard what's like you know you're like you're like uh uh too much babe too much well like oh but that's just because you're like oh you know like but do you mean like in public yeah when i just kiss you like and you're like ah and then your head goes too far back or something I don't know. It's just like I, 
I feel like it's I don't know. I just don't think people need to be seen all that. Mm. So what's it like? Is there a <laughs> like I don't like, need to see people's tongues. Oh yeah, that's like French kissing is too much for yeah, PDA. Yeah, that's too much. But like, is there a proximity for PDA? Like you said, like you can't hug them from behind or. Well, I think it's like it's. I think it's like the level of how awkward it is. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see people at the mall and they're like walking and it's like okay holding hands okay or like maybe even armor on the shoulder all right but it's like when they're like hugging them from behind and walking together it's like oh, that's, that's uncomfortable that you know what i mean sense. that is not natch natch yeah natural natural so hand holding is fine hugging is okay mm-hmm. but when it gets to the point of almost sex yeah ew that's too like... far why do you need to be doing that one time i went clubbing and like in uh i don't know it was like maybe my sophomore year of college. So it was an 18 and over club in Irvine and straight up saw people like fucking on the dance floor. That's too much. What do you mean fucking? Like, like fucking. Like he was boning. on top of her. Like, like her it, dress was up. She was naked. No, mean? like I think it was like a, she you was know. on the floor or they were No, like, like standing, standing oh. like grinding, but like P in the V, you know? Yeesh. Yeesh. Or at least it looked like it, which is, like, bad, too. You know, you don't need that. So how close are you supposed to be? At, I mean, like, if you're at a like club public. and you're, like, grinding, that's fine. I mean, not that it's Ugh. fine, but, you know, it's a club behavior. But, like, I just don't need to see people making out. Like, I just, ugh, it's too much. Is there, like, an amount of time you should be making out with somebody? You know how when we're like, oh, get a room. Is that, like, um, like 10 seconds or... 20 like if it lasts longer than a minute it's like okay. I, a minute yeah that's out of control 30 seconds is too much i feel like but even like so in a club like making out for like 10 30 seconds i feel like is if you're drunk i mean if everybody's drunk i don't know i also don't go clubbing anymore so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you're older mm-hmm. does the pda get i just think pda for everyone it's just not appropriate you know and i feel oh. like it and it doesn't matter like i don't i don't want to see because I think there was, like, something was saying, like, I don't remember what I was watching or reading or whatever, but there was, like, a same-sex couple holding hands, and someone was like, oh, I don't need to see, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want to see any PDA from anyone. Like, it's not about, you know, guys and girls or girls and girls. It's just, like, I don't need to see PDA. <laughs> like, it's just keep that in the comfort of your own home. You know, it's funny. I think we, it seems like we did this. I think we might have just talked about it. I don't think we actually did it Kirsten's Corner on PDA. Oh, well, yeah, because I don't need to see anybody doing that. Handholding is fine. I, I love seeing... Um, I will say I do love seeing same-sex couples holding hands. Like, I just think it's so oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, anywhere. Because it's like, that stuff, like, would not have been, like... It would have been, like, frowned upon, or people would have been like, oh, you know, you can't do that. Like, even just how many years ago. But now, anytime I see it, I'm just like... I just Ooh. want everyone to be in love, you know? I guess. Ugh. Nope. Gross. Now, is there like a, is there like an age gap that you can be holding hands, PDA-ish? You know, like if there's uh, somebody's like 15 years older, like, you know, like an, like a parent can hold their kid's hand, which is fine. Yeah. But sometimes you see like older couples and you're like, older couple with like a young kid, like who's somebody who's like 18 and they're with somebody who's like 35 or 40 and you're like, mm. To each their own. Holding hands to each their own. Yeah, but not like macking out or no. I don't want to see people making. Is out. carrying somebody on their back kind of extreme? You know, like a 
Oh, like a piggyback ride? Like a piggyback ride. For I guess like it a... depends on what the situation is. Mm. Like for a picture or for like at a like a. I don't know. Just some, not like a like an engagement shoot. But somebody's like actually like like a small girl on top of like a dude's back. I mean, what's the reason? I don't know. It's PDA. That's what I'm saying. Like, is, that's, that... is that PDA though? I think that's just people being annoying. I don't oh, so think it's annoying. PDA. I don't know if it's annoying, but I mean, like, that's just people being away. Like, I don't know necessarily think that's PDA. I think it's affection. Like, I guess whatever you think affection is. I don't know. I just feel like I guess hand holding is the is the clearest sign of affection. But when it gets to the point of um, you're invading their personal space. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh. Like, like I think, like, I think, yeah, okay, obviously, I mean. <laughs> you're groping them in public. Or, like, putting uh, hands on the butts. Oh, yeah, I don't know, that? I also what's think that? it's okay when, like, a girl puts her hand, or, like, a someone puts their hand in the back pocket of their significant other. I think that's fine. Can but I... it's not like a, it's not like you're not caressing their ass or anything, but it's just like, you know. But can... I think, a, like, a placement isn't bad, but it's like when it becomes too, like, I guess, I don't want to say sexual, but I don't think it's me being a prude. I just think it's like, you know, something should just be private, you know, like just between you because it's like, you know, who are you doing this for? And I guess we talked about the bromance thing and the girl like crushes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Can a guy like, you know, like we watch a lot of friends and they like this episode with Bing and he like gets oh, hit on butt like, slaps? a male to another male butt slap. Oh, that's kind of a display of affection. Yeah, kinda. I guess. But. Where a girl can kind of like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like grab her. Well, I don't know if girls grab each other's butts, but yeah, they like, do. oh, yeah, sometimes I see that. And that's well, okay. I think that's OK. No, I think that's not a display of affection. That's like, uh, I mean, it is. But it's like, I think the issue with that is like, is that OK between the two people? That's uh, my yeah, thing. The reason yeah. why it's like not good with Chandler and his boss is because Chandler didn't want that. But that doesn't have to do with a public display of affection. That's more of like crossing boundaries. Yeah, like, well, you know, like in sports, they'll be like, yo, man, good job. Or I don't well, know if who they cares? Still I mean, that's. Oh, but that's whatever. still not affection. It's no, more that's just different. Like that's like sports. I don't want to say sportsmanship, but like it's something else, you know. That's something different. Huh. I mean, I'm not an expert, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to take your, your, your take on affection displayed publicly. Well, okay. So, real quick, to be uh-huh. I don't know when you're releasing this s- segment, but like Justin Timberlake and his oh, co-star. Yeah, shit. So like Talk I talked about, about this on my podcast, but Shut up. Pop and they, podcast. Okay. So they he was seen holding hands oh, shit, with his nice. co-star and he was drunk. Uh-huh. That's like that's like a t- like what I feel it? like he shouldn't have done that because he's married. So it's like oh, I feel like ah. You don't, I never hold hands with friends, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even when I'm, I mean, maybe like when I'm drunk, I hold like my girlfriend's hand, but like, I don't hold like platonic male friends' hands and it doesn't mean anything, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. I just wanted to bring that up. And he got, in, well, then he apologized. Yeah. But it. a lot of people are saying they think that's a, it was a publicity thing. Oh, because I didn't even like people <laughs> didn't even know Justin was in a movie. So now people are talking about it, you know, oh, which gosh. is like garb. I just What's your take that. on Justin. Just I don't want to talk about that right now. Oh, 2020 experience, guys. Oh, stop. New Year's coming in stop. the 2020 experience. Stop. So 
you can't hold another person's hand unless you're dating them, right? Well, unless it's a, like, it's, a, no, it sends, it's a public display of affection. So holding hands is fine, but think about what that means. You know what I mean? Like, I can hold your hand because it's like, I'm showing affection to you and you're my fiance. But it's like, Justin can hold hands with someone and it's not, it's inappropriate, not because he's holding hands, but because of who she is. So it's mm. like, there's like so many different things that go into it. Hmm. So, but because he's already married and because it's interpreted that, oh, you're holding that person's hand. Yeah. That you might be sending the wrong signals. Like, yeah. oh, you're trying to like date yeah. this person. Mm-hmm. So, so PDA is also. Because why are you, because it's a display of affection. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. showing affection to someone who's not his wife. And PDA. Oh, okay. And you can't do that. Yeah. Because. Well, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but just think about what it means. Because yeah, it's a public display of affection. So, so that's what you're showing to the public. It's like all about what you want to come across. If you want to make out with someone, fine. But like, what does that mean about you? Or what is that mm. showing about you? And it's also culturally based too. I, I was told that like, like in certain like Middle Eastern cultures, mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know specific ones, but like they'll hold your hand just for the sake of holding your hand. Um, could you know like to walk across the street or something mm-hmm. or to be like oh we're this is like you know socially acceptable mm-hmm. versus like in america no the yeah, pda is of course like... i was just listening to a po- um to armchair expert uh dax shepherd's podcast and he was interviewing amelia clark and she was saying how like this the stages of dating or courting in um the uk are different so it's like mm. kissing is right after right comes right before sex so you don't so like they don't kiss until it's like or as in like America like people just be making out with whoever not saying that I do that or or but mm. people do that you know like you just go to a bar and make out with people you know oh i okay without without any implication that there's going to be sex involved yeah just kissing yeah. to be kissing like, is kissing you know but it's like when you kiss in the i guess when you uh, this is what she was saying is like when you kiss in the uk that's like it's very intimate and like I feel like mm. intimacy is like kind of lost here in the USA. Yeah, because we. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, I don't know why, but that's just what she said. I see, and you know, we we give each other high fives and like, you know, uh, fist bumps and stuff. So like, oh, is that like a sort of display of affection or display I guess it's of like, like a display of friendship? friendship? Yeah. Well, because it's like I think so because it's like for instance like. Uh, one of my friends or like a lot of our friends like have handshakes for each other and it's like it's kind of like a display of your friendship you know what I mean like oh I have a mm. special handshake with that person that means they weren't like we're friends or we have like a connection or whatever yeah like we're communicating yeah we're like hey we're cool like this this is like just between you and I so I feel like know? a public so I think what my issue is is with like public displays between like like romantic public oh okay yeah that, that so we're in terms of just friendship. Because, like, I don't think about when, I, when people say PDA. I don't think about, oh, yeah, my PDA with my best yeah, friend. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. think about that. You're just talking about, oh, yeah, this is how. Because you guys have all your own different kinds of. Because you show love with other ways as far as friendship. You're mm-hmm. not necessarily just being like, yo, what's up? High five. Yo, what's up? Mac out. And whatnot. Well, that's cool. That's an interesting Kirsten's Corner. Thank you. Kirsten's for, Corner. Thank you for Kirsten's Corner. All right. Welcome. 
And that's it for this week's episode, guys, where you heard me talk with Chesco in our first part of our interview. She talked about so much from, I don't know, just her life living in Carson and Long Beach to going out, to being a trans feminine woman, and being non-binary. You also heard Kirsten talk about PDA. And in my Yas of the Week, you heard me rant and talk about conversion therapy. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Only got a couple more weeks left. Merry, Merry Christmas to every one of you guys. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Enjoy next week's episode. I'm going to try and release a couple more episodes before the new year. Maybe one or two more. And yeah, we'll be celebrating our first year of the Cross Yas podcast with so much change and so much happening. I'll definitely rant about that in a Maybe next week's episode. How about that? Yeah, so enjoy the rest of your week. Again, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And I'll see you guys next week. And that's it. As always, keep it fresh. Stay blessed. And remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more. Mm